Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 30s with some patchy frost with passing clouds. Tomorrow, a mainly sunny sky with a high of 68. We'll be pushing the 70s by Friday afternoon with clouds and an isolated chance for rain. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. We have clouds right now, 56 at Farragut Square and Laurel. We have 56 degrees. At 459. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up... Developing now a closely watched summit between President Biden and China's president. We'll have the latest from California's Bay Area. Also new tonight... Some Virginia lawmakers are officially calling for this after the selection of a new FBI headquarters. I'm Mike Marilla. When is the Senate going to vote on keeping the federal government open? We'll go live to WTOP's Mitchell Miller on the Hill at 515. We've seen an astonishing number of carjackings in our area. Now a flood of arrests of very young suspects. Where the deals will be on Black Friday. I'm Neil Augenstein. For the day, Wall Street, the Dow was up 164, NASDAQ up 9, S&P up 7. And the commanders prepare to face a different Giants team. 5 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. We are getting reports now that a SWAT team has rescued all 19 infants, medical personnel, and patients from a hospital in Haiti that was stormed earlier today by a heavily armed gang in Port-au-Prince. The attack comes as the FBI adds a powerful Haitian gang leader to its most wanted list. Villalom Innocent is facing charges in connection with the kidnapping of an American couple from their home in Haiti, where the wife was killed or the husband held for ransom. He's already charged over the kidnapping in October 2021 of 17 Christian missionaries in Haiti, and there's now a $2 million reward for information leading to his arrest. Correspondent Allison Keyes there. Israeli forces raided a hospital in Gaza today where hundreds of Palestinians have been trapped for days without power and supplies. CBS's Doug Williams has more from Tel Aviv. Outside of the hospital, the Israelis say they neutralized four Hamas militants and say they've already found evidence that Hamas was using al-Shifa as a, quote, terror headquarters. They call their progress today slow and deliberate. The IDF says it also found a horde of weapons. There is hope for progress today between President Biden and China's president in California. President Biden says a major priority in his meeting with China's president is getting communications back on track. I value our conversation because I think it's paramount that you and I understand each other clearly, leader to leader, with no misconceptions or miscommunications. CBS's Natalie Brand tells us military communications have been cut off since Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan more than a year ago. New Jersey's First Lady Tammy Murphy announced today she's gunning for Bob Menendez's Senate seat. At least five Democrats have announced a run against Menendez, who has pleaded not guilty to federal bribery charges. Amy Dacey is a political expert at American University. She's very succinct about what she wants to work on. Says she wants to lower the cost of living, protect abortion rights, end gun violence epidemic, and defend our democracy. If Murphy wins, she'll be the first female senator in New Jersey history. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Four homeless people died last week in frigid temperatures in Anchorage, Alaska. And this weekend will be even colder. Andre DeAndre lives in a camper. Yesterday was like the coldest it's ever been. Like, I mean, I, I damn near broke down and just gave up. Anchorage is less than an inch away now from its snowiest November ever.
And a bad day for Browns fans. The team announced quarterback Deshaun Watson will be out for the rest of the season with a shoulder fracture. He'll undergo surgery to repair it after taking a hard hit against the Ravens. He is expected back next season. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. 503 on Wednesday, November the 15th. We have clouds right now. Temperatures are in the mid to upper 60s, upper 50s. Good afternoon. I'm Ian Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. This evening in the fight over which state gets the new FBI headquarters, a delegation of Virginia lawmakers is officially calling for an investigation into the decision to have that facility built in Greenbelt instead of Springfield. Our story from WTOP's Mike Marilla. In a letter to the GSA's Inspector General, 11 members of Congress, including Virginia's two U.S. Senators and nine members of the House, called for an investigation because they say the selection process was found by political considerations and alleged impropriety. Virginia Congressman Jerry Conley, among those on the letter and during a House Oversight Committee hearing yesterday, claimed the changes made to the scoring process for the sites. Certainly seem to favor one party over another. This comes after the FBI Director Christopher Ray raised concerns, among them that a former Metro employee was a part of the process. Metro owns the Greenbelt land. Robin Carnahan, the administrator of the GSA, said yesterday, I stand behind the decision of our team. And many Maryland lawmakers say Greenbelt is the right choice. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Since the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war, demonstrations and protests on college campuses have led to the suspension of some student groups. And those actions have raised questions about free speech and its limits. There are limits on free speech, but they're narrow, says Lara Schwartz, who teaches at American University's School of Public Affairs. Those limits center on what would be considered a true threat. So a university can set neutral time, place and manner restrictions about how expression can happen. When it comes to actions taken against a student group for the content of their message, Schwartz says. If they're a public institution, I would say, you know, it's seems to me that there's a really strong argument that this violates the students' First Amendment rights. Schwartz, the founding director of AU's program on civic dialogue, adds, The First Amendment is hard. It's very hard to have protection for speech that is repulsive or painful or horrible to many members of the community. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 505, we've been talking a lot in recent months about how many carjackings there have been in our region and how many young people have been arrested. Well, on Monday alone, Montgomery County Police made 13 carjacking arrests and all of them were teenagers. Four 15-year-olds, a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old were all picked up in connection with two armed carjackings. Those teens were caught after two officers noted the stolen cars near Georgia and Wayne Avenues in Silver Spring. Another group of teens, 17 and younger, were all arrested in connection to a Kia that had been reported stolen earlier in the day. They were taken into custody after an off-duty Baltimore County police officer spotted the car. 506, Kevin Hart has been picked to receive the Kennedy Center's Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. The honor caps a three-decade career that has seen the comic rise from the open mics of Philadelphia to become one of his generation's most successful performers. The 44-year-old says that comedy is my outlet for social commentary and observations on life. He will be given the award at a ceremony in March at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall. Last year, more people shopped online. 
But Black Friday shoppers will be hitting the store soon, and a new report compiles where some of the best sales will be. WTOP's Neil Augenstein takes a look. In Wallet Hub's review of deals from 13 of the biggest retailers, J.C. Penney will have the best Black Friday deals with an average discount of 59%. Number two on the list is Macy's. Wallet Hub says you'll save an average of 58%. They're up to 85% on some items, and the best deals are on jewelry. For all stores combined, the average discount for Black Friday is expected to be 35%, though some retailers will offer much smaller discounts, 17% at Costco, 21% at Home Depot. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. Well, we do have a complete list for you. All you have to do is go to WTOP.com. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. When was the last time you bought stamps? I'm Jeff Glabaugh. It's 5.08. We've got traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Rush hour traffic is peaking and a little bit of through traffic in the mix. Uh, Also more deliveries this time of the year. So it takes a little longer to get from point A to point B, but you get there eventually. It's a slow go outbound at the Potomac and Anacostia River Bridges. Loaded up on the southeast-southwest freeway and southbound on 395 through Arlington, Alexandria towards Springfield. I-295 southbound volume delays extend from the 11th Street Bridge down past Bowling and Blue Plains. Northbound DC 295 loaded up between the Anacostia River Bridges and Eastern Avenue. In Prince George's County, a crash, a police response, a rollover. It's Central Avenue eastbound that remains blocked at Bright Seat Road. Westbound traffic is now getting by. One person under arrest. Northbound on 301, slow and single file into Bowie. Rush hour road work between Queen Anne Bridge Road and Excalibur Road. Only one lane getting by. Bailout traffic through Davidsonville on 424 and 214. On Route 50 between Bowie and the Bay Bridge, it's clear sailing. Brake lights at twilight. Highlight on the Beltway and north of it on 270 through Montgomery County. In Virginia, 66 westbound audit off the brakes between the Beltway and 123 and westbound Centerville to Manassas. On 28 southbound, delays are easing through Chantilly. The crash in Centerville near 66 is clear. 395 and 95 southbound from Springfield to Fredericksburg. Slow in southbound stretches. Uh, slowest through Woodbridge, but nothing blocking the way as far south as the Rappahannock. And the new northbound Rappahannock River Bridge span is open to northbound traffic. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get a check of our forecast now from Jordan Evans. Mostly cloudy this evening. Temperatures falling into the 50s, 40s after 10 o'clock, and then 30s early tomorrow. Passing clouds overnight, but a mainly sunny sky for your Thursday. Highs will be in the upper 60s to near 70 degrees. Tomorrow night, clear with a low. 46. Friday, it's a mix of clouds and sun early, then becoming cloudy later in the day and can't rule out a shower in the evening. But Friday will be the warmest day with a temperature of 70 degrees. For the weekend, mostly sunny and dry, but we will be cooler with highs in the 50s and a northwest wind, 10 to 15 miles per hour. And then we track a big weather maker Tuesday and Wednesday could expect some travel impacts heading into the holiday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. Already dark as the sun went down around 5 o'clock. We're at 50 56 in Tyson's, 55 in Potomac, 57 Lafont Plaza, and we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour on WTOP. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. Maybe more reason for the Fed to think those rate hikes are working wholesale prices last month. 
fell. And by the most since April 2020, at the onset of the pandemic, it moves annual producer price inflation down to 1.3%. Heading into the holidays, we're pulling back on spending. Retail sales fell a tenth of a percent last month, though that was in part from a slowdown in auto sales and spending less on lower-priced gas. If you're still paying bills by mail or sending letters, it's probably a lot less than it used to be. The Postal Service lost $6.5 billion for its latest fiscal year. First-class mail volume fell to the lowest level since 1968. The Dow rallied another 164 points today, a half percent. The S&P 500 up just 7, the Nasdaq up just 9 Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. This report is sponsored by Marlowe Furniture. Bring your style to life. See it, love it, have it. At Marlowe Furniture, they have you covered with furniture so comfortable you don't have to compromise. Marlowe has a great selection of stylish trendsetting looks in stock. Bring your style to life. Marlowe Furniture. Coming up on WTOP, we are waiting on the Senate to vote on a measure that would avoid a federal government shutdown this weekend. WTOP's Mitchell Miller is standing by on Capitol Hill. He joins us live next. 5-11. How can federal agencies address cyber vulnerabilities while also transforming operations? One smart approach is attack surface management, explains Maximus's Michael Sieber, Senior Director of Cybersecurity in the series Forward Thinking Government, sponsored by Maximus. When it comes to digital transformation, you're looking at a bunch of integration of different software, hardware type activity for security. Some things are going to be interoperable out of the box. Others are going to take some configuration. That's the danger, that misconfiguration, making sure that things are integrated across the board. Attack surface management is where you're trying to make sure that you can see your entire network, understand what the risk is based on the vulnerability that's there, and prioritize that. Make sure that you're addressing the high-risk items first, and then you're mitigating so that there is less attack room for an adversary to gain access to your networks. Visit Maximus.com slash federal to learn more about how to transform your agency's operations securely. Foreclosure. It's a topic that most people want to avoid. But if you are facing potential foreclosure, you do have options. We at Housing Counseling Services and the D.C. Department of Insurance, Securities and Banking encourage you to seek assistance at the first sign of trouble. Our HUD-certified housing counselors are available to help you understand your options, communicate with lenders, and apply for available assistance. Eligible homeowners may also receive up to five hours of free legal assistance. The counseling is free, too. If you have concerns about your mortgage, call the Housing Counseling Services Foreclosure Prevention Helpline at 202-265-2255 or visit our website at www.housingetc.org. Again, make the call. That's 202-265-2255 or visit housingetc.org. Coming up, the Commander's quarterback Sam Howell responds to his newfound popularity. Sports in about 10 minutes on WTOP. Boeing is investing in a brighter future with the help of those who served. We offer opportunities and resources for a career in aerospace where veterans can use the skills they gain during their service to lead teams in aerospace innovation. With veterans representing nearly 15% of our U.S. workforce and with support for hundreds of military and veteran-specific programs, Boeing is proud to partner with those who served. Learn more about our veteran initiatives at boeing.com slash veterans. Do you have a vehicle that your family no longer needs? 
Send it on its next adventure by donating it to Melwood. Donating is fast, free, and easy. Melwood accepts vehicles in any condition. Give before December 31st and qualify for a 2023 tax deduction. Call today and have your car picked up as early as tomorrow. To get started, call 1-877-MELWOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. That's 1-877-MELWOOD or melwood.org forward slash radio. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 515. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. The Senate is edging closer to a final vote on a short-term spending bill that would avert a government shutdown. But the clock is still ticking toward the deadline, which is Friday night at midnight. Well, joining us live from Capitol Hill, WTOP's Mitchell Miller. Mitch, what is the status of the Senate right now following the House passage of that two-step continuing resolution? Well, right now we're in a Senate sense of suspended animation, Sean. Uh, Right now there is a vote underway on President Biden's student loan repayment plan. Republicans want to block it. And this vote has remained open for more than two and a half hours. Forty nine senators have voted to block it and 50 are against. Part of the reason this may be held open is there may be some things going on behind the scenes with senators as they try to move forward on this resolution or rather on this legislation that was passed by the House and to get it through. Now, it's still could get through the Senate tonight. We're hearing that there's a desire to get a vote sometime in the coming hours. And I will say that if it does come to a vote, it does look like it's going to pass. It seems like there are just some technical issues to work out. It's that two-step continuing resolution that House Republicans wanted to get passed. It would extend the funding through January on one part of the bill and through February on the other. But until they resolve some of these uh, back-end issues, we're just going to have to wait and see when this vote's going to happen. But the good news is the bottom line is there is not going to be a government shutdown and the Senate is going to eventually pass this before the Friday midnight deadline. So, Mitch, is there any fallout from what some are calling that capital fight? club moment from yesterday. I mean, it is still making the rounds today. I'm sure it's the buzz all on the Hill. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people were talking about it today, and I actually had a chance for a moment to uh, catch Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett. He's the Republican who said he was banged in the back with an elbow by former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. A lot of back and forth over that. Uh, I caught him uh, as the House was getting out today, and here's what he had to say when I asked him about it. Honestly, as a Christian, I don't have any animosity towards Kevin or any hatred or anything. What about the general feeling, though? There is obviously tension. With- yeah, there's tension, but it's it's growing pains. We're trying to figure out our role in all this and three-seat majority, and it's just hard to get consensus. And that was evident today because the Republicans could not get enough to vote for their own bill on one of the appropriations bills. So they actually left town today without being able to pass one of their legislative uh, agenda pieces, really. Uh, Over the last two weeks, they have failed to pass four of their own appropriations bills, despite calling for all of these individual bills to come up. So still a lot of tension within that GOP conference. And by the way, Mark Wayne Millen, uh, the senator from Oakland, Oklahoma, who got up and really was ready to fight literally with the Teamsters president yesterday. He has also been asked follow up questions today, and he told CNN today that he had no reservations and no uh, he doesn't worry about what he did during that Senate hearing. He says he would do it again. He says he is 
Yes, a U.S. senator, but he, as he put it, he is an Oklahoman first, and if somebody tries to bully him, in his words, he will stand up to them. Mitch, work on your boxing blow-by-blow skills. We may need them here in the future. <laughs> yes, I'll be standing by ringside throughout the evening. All right. Mitchell Miller, WTOP's Capitol Hill correspondent. Quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. President Biden's high-stakes summit with the Chinese president continues at this hour in San Francisco. New developments in the effort to free hostages in Gaza. And Virginia politicians are not accepting Greenbelt, Maryland as the site of the new FBI headquarters. They've now formally requested an investigation. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. 518. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Rush hour traffic peaking. Volumes about as high and speeds as low as they're going to get on the Beltway and 270 North in the BW Parkway. Seat Pleasant to Largo eastbound on Central Avenue. Slow toward the rollover crash at Bright Seed Road. Bowie northbound on Route 301 from 214. Heavy and slow to Excalibur Road. Very slowly getting by the rush hour work zone. They're staying even later this evening compared to earlier in the week. Northbound 301, only one lane open in Bowie. In Virginia, 95 northbound at the Springfield Interchange, a crash on the right. Many southbound slowdowns on 395, 295, and 95 between Washington and the Beltway and points south of town through the Commonwealth. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterment has helped tens of thousands of clients who've been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical malpractice. Visit GBLawyers.com and feel better. I'm Dave Deldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center and check in with Mark Pena. Mark, take us through tonight and tomorrow and I guess a little touch of spring coming back. Yeah, we're going to get a uh, temperature fluctuation that's going to be on the warmer side over the next few days. Starting with tonight, we got just some scattered clouds out there. We're going to turn partly to mostly clear, though, in the overnight hours. Uh, the south winds will moderate our temperatures as well. So a chilly night, but not as cold as you've seen. I think most areas are going to get uh, right around freezing to about the low to mid-40s by tomorrow morning. Uh, by your Thursday, we're getting even warmer. We have highs in the mid to upper 60s to near 70 degrees with mostly sunny skies. And into Friday, uh, even warmer. We're looking at upper 60s to the low 70s for your highs with increasing clouds and a few showers possible late Friday, early Saturday as our next storm system moves on through. Not really going to be too impactful. This is going to mainly be an overnight rain shower event. Not uh, impressive at all in terms of rainfall amounts. Only looking at just a few hundredth of an inch of rain to maybe a quarter of an inch in some of those heavier downpours. We'll see improving conditions throughout the day on Saturday. Temperatures a little bit cooler behind this system. Highs in the mid to upper 50s for not only Saturday but Sunday as well. Next week a lot going on with travel to uh, in terms of travel, and we're tracking what could be a pretty impactful storm system uh, with rain showers increasing by Tuesday and Wednesday. So make sure to stay tuned as we continue to iron out that forecast. Outside right now, it is rather comfortable. I got 56 at this hour in downtown D.C., 57 outside Greenbelt, and I got 53 in Springfield. All right. Thanks so much. And it's all brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Still ahead on WTOP. Protests, student conduct, and college campus policies. Are there limits to free speech? I'm Kate Ryan. 521. Feuding families. Forbidden love. Doomed fate. So much is stacked against Romeo and Juliet. And yet, love finds a way. Washington National Opera presents a sweeping new production of Gounod's beloved Romeo and Juliet. Everything you want from the tragic story is here. Performed by a phenomenal cast and directed by artistic director of Shakespeare Theatre Company, Simon Godwin. November 4th through 18th in the Opera House. Tickets at kennedy-center.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Ashley Williams, a primary care physician at
Kaiser Permanente, and a Washingtonian top doctor. I am proud to work with hundreds of top doctors at Kaiser Permanente's 35 locations in Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. In addition to being a doctor, I'm also a patient at Kaiser Permanente. I love knowing that the doctors my family and I see offer state-of-the-art treatment and are national leaders in prevention and early disease detection. Learn more about our award-winning care at kp.org slash doctor. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 523. Well, since the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war, demonstrations and protests on college campuses have led to the suspension of some student groups. WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us those actions have raised questions about free speech and its limits. There are limits on free speech, but they're narrow, says Lara Schwartz, who teaches at American University's School of Public Affairs. Those limits center on what would be considered a true threat. So a university can set neutral time, place and manner restrictions about how expression can happen. When it comes to actions taken against a student group for the content of their message, Schwartz says. If they're a public institution, I would say, you know, it seems to me that there's a really strong argument that this violates the students' First Amendment rights. Schwartz, the founding director of AU's program on civic dialogue, adds, The First Amendment is hard. It's very hard to have protection for speech that is repulsive or painful or horrible to many members of the community. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. How well are our local airports performing? Well, the Wall Street Journal is out with this year's rankings for the nation's 50 busiest airports. None of the locals do very well. Now, Dulles, BWI Marshall, and Reagan National are all considered mid-size airports. There were 30 of them in this ranking, so they separated them out. Dulles ranks the best at number 17, scoring average ratings for reliability and value. BWI Marshall comes in at number 21. Reagan National ranks 29th out of the 30 midsize airports. Both BWI and Reagan suffer from lackluster ratings for reliability. Phoenix Sky Harbor is ranked as the best large airport. San Jose considered the best midsized airport. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Rob Woodfork, who is not talking about Sam Howell these days? He's probably as popular as Taylor Swift. I don't know that person, and I see how you just shoehorn Taylor Swift into another it. one of my sports casts. I did it. <laughs> Sam Howell's not just the toast of Washington and Commanders fans, but the national media has been gushing about the NFL leader in big-time throws with 24 and, folks, he's the only quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 2,900 yards, rush for over 200 yards, and complete 65% of his passes.